Welcome to the TalkCast Pod Show, the number one show on the internet. Your experience may vary. I am your host, Jedi Master Supreme, Lanny Pator, and I'm joined, as usual, by the Dark Lord of the Sith, Kaiser Neko. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm a, uh, no, no, this is terrible. Not uh, every Sith has a voice filter. I know, but how else am I supposed to? Yes, I am the Dark Lord of the Sith. Do it. Do it. Uh, but before we get into talking about Star Wars Visions today, which, uh, you know, gonna be the main topic of conversation, a uh, brief little thing to go into on the rundown here. Uh, how do you feel about the Mar that their Mario movie casting? Oh, are we starting out with this? Why the hell not? It, like, it's what everybody was talking about a few days ago, and now probably nobody cares anymore, really, but hey. I mean, people, people still care... Um, but the, the, yeah, the in, first in, 24 hours after the announcement were the best time, it was, that was the best time I've had on Twitter in decades. Decades, I, I So say. since its inception. Yes. So, uh, when it comes to Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, which is really the only thing I care about, which is better, Bonky Kong or Donkey Bong? Donkey Bong. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I... Actually, think that's good. No, I think like, it's fine casting. Like, I, I, I also like Charlie Day as Luigi. Charlie Day as Luigi sort of seems like a very safe. Okay, it seems like the safe pick that fits. Yeah. Uh, Can where, you imagine if they got John Leguizamo again? Getting John Leguizamo would have been a masterstroke. And now that you say that, I never even I didn't even think about getting John Leguizamo back. But they absolutely could have. But I think his name's been sort of ruined by the Ice Age films. Has it though? Like I don't, I don't remember that. Like it, it was just like something he was contractually like doing for a hot minute. But, but the the thing is, he was in so many of them that at this point, if you say John Leguizamo, you don't think of John Leguizamo the comedian. You think of John Leguizamo the dude who played the sloth in the Ice Age movies, and that just doesn't sound like Charlie Day. The funny thing is, like when I when I hear John Leguizamo, for whatever reason, I think Land of the Dead. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, like I I, I just remember him. Acting in that, I also really liked his stand-up back in the '90s. Oh yeah, John Luke was on. I actually, he was one of those few comedians at the time that I actually checked out their stand-up. It was good. Yeah. Um, still solid. I want to say something, and I, I'm leading up with the controversy. Go for it. Uh, the the, the non-controversial part is that Chris Pratt as Mario is stupid, boring, lazy, and dumb. It's, it's weird to say the least. I do I do not like it. I think it's really bad. And do you think I, he's gonna put on an accent the entire time? I don't think he's going to do the Italian accent. I think he's going to do more of a Northeastern accent. Like, I don't think he's going to talk like this. You're going to talk like this, Luigi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a football. <laughs> you didn't make it. <laughs> Fuck you, Mario. I chiseled it. It's a rock, Luigi. Um, I, I think that if he goes for the accent, that's the accent that he's going to go for. Um, however... It's bad either way. Because Chris Pratt, it was such... I can't believe that that's, that's what they went with. And yet I totally, totally believe that that's what they went with. Like, his his name recognition is, like, still fine. You know, he's still Star-Lord. He's still in the Jurassic World movies, even though I think that kind of, like, nudged him down a few pegs. Yeah, but he's still, like, one of the biggest Chris's in Hollywood. Even he's, though he is objectively worse Chris. Uh, he, he's said and done oh, weird shit, yeah. Oh, well, no, but, no, actually, actually, out of, the, out of the four Chris's, he's the third best Chris, uh, still above, uh... I'm forgetting his name from Wonder Woman. Pine? Yeah. What did he, what did he do that was so bad? Uh, yeah, I just don't... Well, he didn't do anything bad. I just don't think he's like... Can we at least agree that Evans is the best Chris? 
right? Yeah, I think Evans is best Chris. Okay. Evans is best Chris. Hemsworth's up there, but yeah. like Evans. I, but out of the four of them that I want to see on screen, Chris Pine is always at the bottom. And no offense, Mr. Pine, if you're watching this, I know you're a huge fan. A massive fan. Yeah. I, just... I always felt like he would have made a great Flash. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, controversy. Mm -hmm. Not about who I think the best Chris is. I'm pretty sure that the list that we just gave is objectively Who's correct. your favorite Chris? Who's your favorite Chris? Who's your least favorite Chris? Let's go. Actually, my favorite Chris is my husband, but he has to be contractually. Mine um, might be Sabbath. I am glad Charles Martinet is not playing Mario. Really? Like, that That, that feels like a hot take, because I'm sitting there, like, when I heard the movie cast announcement, I'm like, hasn't there been, like, a guy playing Mario since, I like, you know, since the 90s, and he's just kind of been doing it? Here's the thing. If you told me that Charles Martinet could give a voice besides the one that he has been using for years... Woo! 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 Uh-oh! Uh-oh! Yeah, if you could tell me that he could give a voice that fits Mario and is not that goddamn voice, then sure, okay, yeah, let me hear it. I'd love to hear it. To be I, fair, and, and you know what? I, I wholeheartedly believe that he could, and I would probably be okay with it. But if you told me that I had to listen to this for an entire goddamn movie, that sounds like my own personal hell. Yeah, because uh, you never really hear Mario outside of just his like jumping and his screaming and his, uh, you know, just basically fully. Yeah, and, and somebody, like, somebody posted a video where he, that had Charles Martinet talking in the voice for whole sentences, and I hated it. I hated it okay. because it's it's that high, super high voice, and also the accent. Yeah, look, it's not like I'm not offended. It's not in a matter of me being offended, except the fact that that voice is irritating. Hearing it for sentence after sentence in an actual movie where he's supposed to have lines of dialogue that are supposed to connect with the audience? No, absolutely not. Unless they, unless the movie were literally going to be him not saying anything and having other characters basically talking for him, I would absolutely hate to hear that voice as an actual character with actual dialogue. And I feel like that, I feel like people, are like arguing about this, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. As somebody who loves Charles Mar Charles Martinet's interpretation of Mario, and I do, and it's his, so his fully. Yes, and it's fully. No, I don't want to hear that for an entire movie. That sounds really obnoxious. It's kind of like the same problem you run into with like a lot of people, you know, always wanting a Legend of Zelda movie. What do you do with Link, who has always, always, always been a silent protagonist outside of? Yeah, like that. That's it. Could you could you imagine like? I don't, I don't even know who the person is that records those, or if they just recorded them back in the 64 era they, and just they, they've had a couple, I believe, I am 99% sure they've had a couple of different guys. Um, but honestly, I you could absolutely make a film with Link as an actual character. Um, the reason that they haven't is just because it's easier for you to project yourself onto the character when he has no dialogue. Only if we get CDI Link. <laughs> Excuse me, princess. Yeah, not all not, that. Not CDI Link, by the way. That was the animated series that was on, oh. anim, on, yeah, on American television. Um, I'll grab my stuff. I can't wait to bomb some Dodongos. That CDI Link. Get your shit together, you fake gamer aren't girl. Are they basically the same fucking thing? No. Okay. I mean, in terms of the character, actually, they're pretty similar. But um, ultimately, 
you could make a character based off of Link, it would just be a little bit tough for him to connect with the audience as he has. And also, I'm gonna be honest with you, if you wanted to do it in live action, tough fucking casting, because finding a guy that pretty is gonna be real goddamn hard. For Link? Yeah. Let's get Chris Pine. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we brought it back around! We're gonna be, in there. Gonna be third best Chris before we know it. Boom, Chris Pine! Ah. Uh. Uh. Yep. So, anyway. That's my hot take about Mario. I also cannot believe that we have Kevin Michael Richardson in a Mario movie and he's not playing Bowser. No, you gotta you got save that for Jack Black, man. Which, I, <laughs> honestly, take Kevin Michael Richardson, make him Bowser, take Jack Black, make him Mario, and then uh, tell Chris Pratt to fuck off. Actually, I, I seem like I'm bashing Chris Pratt, and why there it's, are- It's just a weird casting choice. It's like, it's, it, it was casting specifically for a name. Yeah, it's casting specifically because it's Chris Pratt. And he played, uh, and he's proven that he can do voice yes, acting. Yes, he can do, like, uh, that's the, that's one of the things that I'm like, you know, people can bash this all they want, but Chris Pratt has at least shown that, or he can go into a voiceover booth and carry over what he can do on screen in voice acting, which, uh, as we're going to get to in Star Wars Visions, oh, not every celebrity can. Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, I don't hate Chris Pratt. So some people are gonna assume, like, I'm bashing on Chris Pratt, and I and I don't mean to. I actually, I've liked almost all the movies, at least his performance in all the movies that he's been in. I know he's got some controversies. I'm gonna keep that separate from this, though, because I don't feel like that's necessarily what we wanna talk about when we talk about the casting here. Right. Um, like, but as an actor and his performances, I just think he's a really lazy, boring, and not great pick for Mario, and it sucks. I've basically, like, I, I was neutral on it when I heard it. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I understand it, but I'm going to reserve my actual judgment until I see a trailer. Yeah, and and, and I know it's going to come out, and he's going to sound fine, and it's going to be whatever, but it's also it, just It'll like, go one of two ways. It'll either be, okay, yeah, no, this sounds fine. This will be all right. Or it's going to be like, um... I don't know, what, what's like a weird... I, I want to say Angry Birds, but apparently those movies were all right. Actually, the first Angry Birds is a wholly watchable movie. Yeah. Uh, the second one's whatever. Like, but the first one, wholly watchable. Okay, but yeah, like, it's it's either going to be like, you know, all right, or it's going to be a... Oh, man, what'd they do here? I'm, I'm very curious. There's a rumor going around that I haven't looked up on, so this might to be totally bullshit. I haven't really checked. That Miyamoto wanted Pratt. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true. Is it because of the brown hair and round face? I mean, it's very possible that he's just a big fan of the like Marvel movies that he's been in, or some some shit like that. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, Yu Suzuki casting for Shenmue, and how the, like the way he cast his voice cast was just by how the person looked. That they look like the character on screen, that's who he cast. Very and good. And that's how you ended up with the amazing mwah, voice acting of Shenmue. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, but also, uh, besides that, uh, I have no idea who's playing Peach. I've never heard her before, so... I I've... think she was in, uh, I think she was in Queen's Gambit. Okay, I haven't seen Queen's Gambit, so... It's good. Um, I'm, I'm sure she'll be fine. Like, honestly, um, like, I, I haven't heard her, so I wouldn't know. Um, but when it comes to Peach, she hasn't really had much of a voice besides, Oh, hi, Mario! I yeah. think she had it. I think she might have had some lines in Sunshine. I can't remember. Uh, the only thing I remember is the opening crawl of 64. Uh, yeah, 64. That's that's all I really remember from Peach. Yeah. Don't want to get that cake. 
um, yeah, so I, I'm sure she'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, Jack Black is Bowser, by the way. Which, oh, that video I made on YouTube's taking off. I'm so happy about that. I, I, I got plug, brain. Plug. Yeah, plug. By the way, I have a video with Jack Black as Bowser on my channel, Kaiser Neko. You should check it out. Um, uh, I got, I got, got Branga immediately. I'm like, Branga? I need this. I need this. Make it happen. He was like, on it. Um, it's a weird pick, honestly. Not a bad pick, I, but I wonder if they're going to pitch his voice down. Do you think they'll pitch his voice down? I don't know, because Jack Black does have some vocal range. I think he can do just kind of like a monster voice. Maybe they'll do some pitchiness to it, but he's also got some like aged gravel to his voice now, because he's not the Jack Black you remember. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he still he can still go like, yeah, but uh, he, he's, a bit, he's a bit older now. And if you um, have you played through Psychonauts 2 yet? Is he in? Oh, yeah, he, I, he, I think I know what you're talking about. He is in I Psychonauts 2. I haven't and played through it yet. Uh, when he first shows up, it's kind of hard to distinguish that it's his voice. Uh, I picked on it up on it fairly quickly because you you can hear it when he says certain words, uh, right. the way he like enunciates certain things. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play through Psychonauts too soon. So, but so does his voice kind of sound a little bit like more aged and gruffer now? Uh, it, it just shows that in there, he has a lot of control over what it is that he can do with his voice. And I mean, you know, he comes from a, a background where, you know, Tenacious D, he's singer, so... Uh, Singers do have fantastic control over the voices. Now, the real question is, is Bowser going to have a musical number? I hope so. I pray so. If you have Jack Black... You bring in he, Jack Black, you you give the... And, and, you know, villains always have the best musical numbers. It's, that is wholeheartedly true. That is objectively true. I am praying, even if the whole, I don't care if the rest of the film doesn't have a single other musical number. As long as Bowser gets one with Jack Black singing for him, I oh, am yeah. absolutely re ready to go. And I need Make Kyle Gass to play one of the Koopa kids, just any of them. Just <laughs> It didn't, so there was a couple other people. I know Keegan, is it Keegan Michael? Michael uh, Keegan? Uh, oh yeah. Um, from He's Toad? Uh, yeah, from uh, Key and Peele. Yeah. Um, he's Toad, which is really goddamn funny. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm really curious if Yoshi's gonna be in the movie now. The fact that there was no, like, if he's, if he's going, or if he's gonna have any lines. I mean, I, if they're smart, they'll just do the, uh, Yoshi sounds that they yeah, already have. You know what? It is very possible that he's just not gonna have a line. You're right. I mean, but, Yoshi has always just been an animal. Yoshi's never actually talked except in the cartoons right yeah so yeah it, it's very well actually now that you say that i oh man fake I, mario fan i can't remember if you've, it, look it, you can call yourself a fake mario fan all you want the only mario game i've ever beaten is uh yoshi's island and that was with grants on the tfs gaming channel plug plug huh and they didn't have any dialogue on that one if they did they were talking to each other and so they had their own yoshi language that's fair um i I've beaten a couple Mario's, um, but yeah. Anyway, point being, um, I don't know. This is just, it's really funny. This whole cast, this whole cast is a fucking gas. The fact that they decided to do it during a Nintendo Direct, too, kind of funny. Oh, and it, it's, it's an appropriate place to do it, just. And it's coming out December 21st. This year, okay. Oh, no, no, 22. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, which, if it were coming out this year, that would be I really would have been cool. very confused. I'm like, whoa, the turnaround time's nuts. Well, honestly, this film's sort of been this film it's, was it's announced been in years ago. Yeah, it's been in development for a hot minute, but to like get the cast announcement, it's like, by the way, Christmas. Yeah, 
Um, we'll be getting it next Christmas, which, okay, cool. I mean, I guess that's, uh, I guess I'll go to the theaters to watch it. I know I'm gonna see it. I know I'm gonna fucking see it because I, I can't help myself. Just like how, um, when the Cowboy Bebop, uh, movie drops, TV show drops, I'm definitely gonna watch it on Netflix. Oh, well, I thought you said, like, I was like, is the theater doing something for that? Was it? No, I, I just saying, it doesn't matter how much I complain about something, if once my brain is like, I absolutely need to see this, bad news after bad news could come out, but that only just makes my brain even more like, oh, come on, come on, you want to go see this mess, don't you? You want to go see this mess, don't you? Even though I want to tell my brain, please don't support this garbage, you tell everyone not to support this garbage, and if you're going to, I am part of the problem, and I apologize for everything. Live Action Cowboy Bebop is another one of those things that's been, like, you know, talked about for a long time. Uh... I, I, the only thing I've ever seen is just the, like, you know, shots of, like, the, the cast, basically. And yep. Did you watch I, the opening? Uh, I have not yet. Oh. I've, I've been, I've been keeping, like, you know, you know me. I, I, I like to go in as blind as possible to a lot of things. I, little, I still haven't watched the trailer for the next Witcher season. Admittedly, I'm a little bit sad that you haven't seen it, if, just because now I can't necessarily bounce things off you. Um, I talked a little bit about it on Twitter, actually, where I kind of showed some... Frustration, not frustrations, some criticisms of the fact that they had made, they made a one-for-one one adaptation. Okay, I say one-for-one. One. There are several shots that are different, but it's the same, like, all, it's, some it's, parts. It's, it's all tank, it's and they, tank, like, it's the colors. shot it's, it over like it's James Bond. Yeah, and some shots look really good, and other shots look very dumb and weird and awkward and, like, they should have probably used another shot or filming technique. And it really makes me worry a little bit about the quality of the show proper, because if they don't understand how film techniques and animation techniques differ so significantly for the opening, I'm wondering if the show is also going to struggle with that, trying to remake these scenes that worked in animation for a very specific reason. I mean, I've already seen images of Vicious, and let me tell you, I'm not impressed. Mm. In fact, I genuinely haven't been impressed with any of the cast pictures that I've seen, and I've been kind of like putting distance between myself and them because as they are right now, they're production photos, and production photos always look cheap. Right. They just, they almost always do because until, they have... Until you see the thing in motion, yeah. and until you see like the kind of style they actually use in their cinematography, it, it's really hard to judge. Yeah, you can make you can make scenes from Lord of the Rings look really cool like like shit if you just take a like a photo on set. Mm -hmm. Um they don't really look good until they've been composited and they're in motion and the lighting's all, all everything comes together. Um so I've been kind of holding off on that, but now that I've seen the opening, yeah, I'm a little concerned. I'm just interested to see like how they handle it. Are they going to treat it like uh are are they going to go pretty much like just whole hog into the story of like, you know, Spike, Julia, the cartel, or are they going to do some of the weirder shit like the Mad Pierrot and yes. stuff? He's in the opening. Mad Pierrot's in the opening? Mad Pierrot's in the opening. Mother hell yeah. Teddy Bomber's in the opening. Um, the, uh, the PETA uh, terrorists are in the opening. The gorilla people. Um, and there's one, at least one more that's in the opening. Oh, um, the dude with the afro from uh, Mushroom Samba. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the, the couple from the first episode on Mars uh, with the red eye. That makes sense. Okay, so they're doing a one-for-one one of the show then. Mm. I know. It's really strange. I felt like they do at least like some of their own thing with it. Maybe they still will. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're going to at least have a couple episodes that are like very different. I, 
What I'm really hoping they do is spend a little bit more time with Jet. Because uh, I... We didn't get enough Jet. Like, I, we, we got, like, some of his backstory, but... He also got, like, one of his episodes that uh, kind of, like, involves him heavily is also one of the worst of the original show. Kinda. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm eager to see, like, hey, if you're gonna have... I really hope that without Ed there, they're like, yep, now we're gonna give these characters some more time to breathe and show off more of their stuff. I'm really hoping that, that that's what they do. Yeah, they, they have not confirmed or denied whether Edward is in the show. Uh, well, if... I mean, they haven't shown any pictures, they're sure. Not, but... They're not in the opening either, mm. which is pretty telling. What I'm going to assume is Ed's going to get an episode. Ed is going to be in an episode if they're in it at all. Man, but Ed Ed was their Ed was their like hacker, their tech person. Yeah, Ed was <laughs> Ed was also the most polarizing part of the show. There are some people who feel that Ed was actually uh, like um, really anti anti tonal, like. It basically didn't fit the tone of the rest of the show, which I think is sort of tr true and Ed not. was always kind of like a pair with Ayn, so it it might be kind of weird, but if they really play into the smart dog angle, what if they just combined the characters? I'm 100% okay with Ayn, especially if Ayn finds this way to talk to them via some fucking like headset thing. I would flip my shit because that's some Umbrella, uh, like Umbrella Academy level shit that they would be pulling. I'd be about that. Um, you think Ayn's gonna have his own episode? Will Ayn have his own episode? I hope Ayn has his own episode. Ayn better, like, I loved Ayn's introduction episode. Like, oh, yeah. Dog in a box. Yeah, that, oh my god. What a, oh. It's such a good show. It like, is, yeah, it's such a perfect show. It, it, it's almost like this adaptation literally has no reason to exist. But the adaptation it, cannot ruin the other show, it, so. It, no, it's true. And that's why I don't really care. Like, I'm talking more about this from a perspective of, is it, could it be good? Sure. Well, yeah, sure, absolutely. But does it need to exist? Definitely not. Hey, I, I, as long as, it, if it gets more people talking about Cowboy Bebop, and even if it just gets like a few more people to go check out the original, like. That would be really cool. The, sh the live action version comes out, people are like, meh, maybe I'll check out the original, and then they finally watch Capo Bebop. What I'm hoping is that since Netflix is going to be dropping this, that they'll also license the show to put on Netflix as well, like the anime. Oh, they did. Did they? Yeah, it's coming out in October. Okay, there we go. See? Yeah. Problem solved. Um, in fact, I think it might, it might be out now. I think it might be coming out like October 1st or something, but yeah. Well, they maybe already, by the time this video's up, it's out. Yeah, they already said that they were going to put it up there and just to get people hyped for the live action series, which, um... <laughs> might, might backfire a little, but... Uh, yeah, thinking, saying it out loud, it's like... Well, I guess, honestly, if you watch the, if you watch the original version and you really like it, then you might be more then, inclined. Yeah, it, it, it could be just like supplemental for you. Yeah, at that point, like... If I'd never heard of Cowboy Bebop and heard it was getting an adaptation, I don't know if I might be inclined to watch it unless I've seen the original. And then, God knows that Cowboy Bebop's so good. Like, I, I literally have never met anybody who didn't like Cowboy Bebop. I've met people who were, like, not as big on it as, say, us yeah. who grew up with that show, like, on Adult Swim, or, like, me, who bought the DVDs for four episodes for 29 goddamn dollars per DVD. By the way, any of you all who complain about Crunchyroll, go fuck yourselves, I right? I grew up with, I grew up where it costs 120 the... goddamn dollars to buy a 26 episode series of anime. I don't want to hear when, shit! When you had to buy- I did that with Full Metal. Yeah. I did that with Full Metal. When you, when you had to go to like Suncoast Video 
and buy like three episodes of Fooly Cooly for 25 bucks. You go to the Suncoast video, you see how much it costs there. Then you go to the Sam Goody that's about like halfway down the like the mall. You, you Malls compare. are places that people went uh, in the uh, age without the internet yeah, to yeah. buy things. Before Amazon existed, which for some of you is never, um, that, uh, yeah, they were, they were these large, they're like, some of them were two stories, some even three stories. They were, they were just really Big cool. Big places to buy shit. And there was, oh, the food court. So the yeah, place, you, you, literally you, just full of food. It was amazing. You, so you'd have to go all the way around, just check, double check prices, and then maybe one of them's holding like one of the volumes and then the other one isn't and... Yep, that's what I had to do with Dragon Ball. I was mm. like, I checked Sam Goody, do they have this? Nope, they don't have this one. Check the Suncoast, they do have it. Dude, it was so upsetting because I went to Big Lots a few years later and they had each volume of Full Metal Alchemist for $5. Dear God. <laughs> that's life. Anime is so cheap now and there's Yeah, anime still... is so accessible. So accessible, but even some money is just too much at I, some point yeah, for some yeah. people. And, and hey, you live within your means. Yeah, but. obviously. Um, but, you know, people deserve more money. Yeah, the... Support the industry is all we says. Support support the creators. Yes. I, I, my, the only thing that I care about is making sure that the people making the anime, and I actually mean making the anime, are being paid. Mm. Um, that is the only thing I actually really truly care about is the is all the people who put in the blood, sweat, and tears do it with proper pay. Get things out there that we enjoy. Yep. So, um... Yeah. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop, we'll, we'll see how that comes and goes. But speaking of streaming... Speaking anime. of controversial and speaking of anime, Star Wars Visions. Uh, is this the, is this controversial? I, I don't feel like it's controversial. I, not really controversial, perhaps, but uh, I, I have some hot takes. I've seen some mixed reviews. I, yeah. I've seen some people who were like, "This," and is rightfully so. It's an anthology. Not every episode's gonna hit. Also true. But uh, did you find it a little weird? Like, there's there's this massive like disrespect for Star Wars. I feel going on in Disney. Uh, think about it. Marvel has been pumping out, and I know Marvel's like the big money machine right now over there, but every Marvel thing that's been coming out week after week after week, and then Star Wars like, yeah, just take it, just fucking have it. Like, all of Visions was out in one day. Wait, was Mandalorian all out in one day? No, 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 no. Man Mandalorian wasn't, but like I this... I think it was Bad Batch, was it? Oh, wait, no, I think Bad Batch did come out as a batch. It might have. I don't know. I still haven't watched it. I still haven't forgiven uh, the last... Or the Rise of the Skywalker. It burned me, man. Dude, Rise of Skywalker, like, is the worst thing to happen to Star Wars since the prequels. You can survive the prequels. Surviving Rise of Skywalker is, like... That's because at least the prequels, like... Were fun as hell! Yeah, the yeah. prequels were fun! Yeah, the prequels... Except for the second one. The second one wasn't that fun. It, it, but honestly, still, like, the, one of the most boring. middling as hell! Middling yeah. as hell! Yeah, like, those were fun and dumb and crazy, whereas the sequels, like, crashed and burned in the worst possible way. Right, okay, so you had The Force Awakens, which... Basically, one for one... Are we doing hope. this again? Are we really gonna go through the sequels again? Because I feel like... We can't escape these. I've, it's hard. It's hard to, if you talk about Star Wars, it's hard to escape that track. I'm, I'm just going to put the slide the knife into this conversation and walk away. I heard Trigger had a really cool anime. Trigger did have a really good one. Trigger's episode was probably my second favorite. Yeah. Um, let's go, let's see if we can go in order. Okay, sure. So, uh, the first one was my absolute favorite. Ooh, the, I've heard people say that the duel is their favorite, and I, while I'm not quite on board with that, because the visual style was up and down for me, I, I can totally see why. I really liked the visual style. It sucked me in, it, it like held me, I mean, I, I love this, 
uh, like the feudal Japan aesthetic of this world, but mixed with like the uh, the technology. It's just these people just living within their means. You know, they they farm, but they still have droids roaming around. But they're all wearing like uh, you know rice paddy hats and shit. And I, I'm I'm digging the aesthetic. And it's it's all in this like pen and ink style. It looks really cool. It's like the only things that are colored, I think, were like the lightsabers and like some of the foliage. And oh god, just like this the the action choreography of the first episode, I loved. Uh, especially like you know when they reveal like, uh, are you just some Jedi trying to stop me? Like it, it was very like Yojimbo, which I think basically is like one for one what they were going for here. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he pulls out his katana saber, and it's red, and it's like, ha-ha, no, he's a Sith hunter. And, like, I, I guess he got trained by a Sith at some point, but, like, you know, when he... Oh, God, just, like, that whole fight scene. I loved it. I loved that first episode. One thing I actually want to talk about is the use of color with yes. the lightsabers in general for this. Like, we'll get into my how they were used specifically, but I love the communication of character by doing that. Mm -hmm. Used like very well in the entire anthology. Yeah. So for the first one, um, I did like it a lot. It's not my favorite and the visual style kind of worked and didn't work for me in certain places. Um, when it hit, it hit hard. It was spectacular. And, and, and there's nothing that I love more right now than watching companies learn how to make 3D work for them mm -hmm. because for a while there, 3D anime, I feel like Studio Orange was doing it really, really good where everybody else was still struggling. And I'm seeing- We've, we've come a long way since Reboot and Code Lyoko. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's, it's cool and it's impressive to see. I'm very, I like, you know, I still want 2D to exist. I don't feel like 3D should take over. Mm -hmm. I, I just want them to be able to exist as their own separate mediums that can do what the other just can't. Um, you know, with their strengths and their weaknesses. Uh, but here, I will say, I actually kind of like that whole visual style that they were doing, like it felt like they were, uh, it felt like a video game that they made a plug-in for the visuals, very specifically like a skin over it, where sometimes it looks really good and other times it's like, eh, now it just looks a little goofy and a little, like, a little cheap. Um, but th that being said, very good episode. Like, this was also the only episode I was able to watch dubbed all the way through. Uh, we'll get to that. Because yep. I watched the entire thing dubbed. Mm. Um, I, mostly just because... I, I tried. Like, I tried switching back and forth on some of the episodes, and I'm just like, yep, nope! It, yeah. Um, but the second episode, which one was the, was the second, second episode? Was, was the band. Yeah, Tatooine yeah, and, Rhapsody. Yeah, and it... Uh, Joseph Gordon goddamn Levitt! Who I always assumed could sing. I never assumed he could sing, actually. I kind of assumed, but I was wrong, at least in the context of this episode. Maybe he can. Maybe at karaoke night he fucking busts it out, but... I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a fan of this either. I was also... If you switch it over to Japanese, it sounds good. Oh, yeah, no, I, I actually... I switched it over during that part yeah. I wanted here. Um, I... Thought the character designs were super cute, but I will say it actually kind of like it was a little weird to watch because what I I swear to God I just thought I was watching like a little child version of Boba Fett. Yes, I, I was watching it because uh, because they all have this like very like kind of blocky stunted style like you know very over, overgrown limbs and fists and very stuff. Very super deformed. Uh, yes, yeah. and you know once you get used to it, it's fine. It's cool. 
Uh, I actually kind of like dug the visual style, but anytime Boba Fett showed up, I'm like, ah, Maverick Hunter. <laughs> Just sitting there, like looking at him, like he's he looks exactly like Vile, and I know Vile's whole motif was stolen from Boba Fett, but when you put this style on Boba Fett, that's all I can think of. I get that. Um, I'm not as familiar with it, so that never happened to me. I could. You're not familiar with Mega Man? Um, wait. Oh, now I know what you're saying. Yeah, Mega Man. Oh my God, you're right. That Mm -hmm. does look like fucking Vile. Oh jeez. Oh, I I didn't I, I didn't. I couldn't remember that that character's name was Vile, but now that you've mentioned it, holy shit, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, really did just completely steal from Boba Fett, didn't they? Oh, of course they did. Yeah, Uh, but now we're coming back around. Technically, they stole from the Spartans, because that's but so did Boba Fett, whatever. Um, But yeah, so real, okay, that's pretty funny. Um, But yeah, I thought this episode was fine. It's it's just fine for me. Inoffensive. I like I, I like the story it told. I like that it didn't rely on the fact that, you know, your lead singer is a Jedi and he has to do Jedi shit. Instead they resolve it as a band. And it, I, I really like that. Especially doing like especially the uh uh the climax, the show at the pod racing area. And by the way, hearing Jabba like Hatis, you know, just straight up normal ass Jabba when you're listening to the rest of it in Japanese is also kind of cool. Yeah. Because, you know, Jabba sounds the same, but then everybody else is speaking a different language. Like, you know what? I can dig on this. I, I, I could actually watch a foreign film Star Wars movie because they're out in space and they're By the way, speaking different languages. I, it didn't even occur to me. Why do we keep doing this? Hmm. Why, Why do, do we, we keep, keep watching Star Wars? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess myself that a lot. Why do we keep making anime anthologies out of American properties? Animatrix, Gotham Knights, and now Star Wars. I feel like there might have been another one. I, I, feel like I, I think it's because uh, like some of these animation studios, they can just like do so many cool things, and uh, you kind of get these anthologies because... You want to see like somebody's take on somebody, somebody's riff on something. Some of them hit, some of them don't. Yeah. And I, 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 felt, say, I felt this one was, you know, kind of middle of the pack, but I still enjoyed it. I will say, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Like, the, for the record, not complaining. It just seems a little interesting that we keep doing that. Um, we have more live action anime movies made in the West than we do have Western anime anthologies. I think we have more live-action anime than we do anthologies. Yeah, we Cause, do. Because because there were a lot, and, and a lot of them are basically like shovelware. Yeah, but... Dragon Ball, Ghost in the Shell, um, Death Note, Battle Angel Alita, which Battle that... Angel Alita, best American anime film ever made. That's saying something. I mean, it's it's good. I it like it. It really feels like an anime movie. It it, it it is the one that feels the most anime. Yes. But, anyway, point being, yeah, I uh, we get that because. You know, we get to see different people's riff on different things. And, which uh, I, I really love. Yeah. Although a lot of them, uh, for, for kind of like a lore nerd like myself, some things like pop in, it's like, that doesn't make sense. Ooh, ooh, no. <laughs> so for some of these, you really feel like they're trying to play it straight to the like lore of the universe. Other ones, like Tatooine Rhapsody, are just kind of having fun with concepts in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, which, which is fine, but then it's basically like, you could just be doing any anime. What's the one after this? Uh, the one after this one was The Twins. Uh, okay, good. Let's talk about this one. Neil Patrick Harris is a fantastic actor, and I know he can voice act, but this was not his best. Uh, could not scream. Maybe he was doing it in a home studio. I don't know. Uh, you, okay, you say Neil Patrick Harris can't scream. 
And yet, uh, oh, well, Allison, Allison, Allison Brie was awful at it. I, I, and the worst part is, I sort of loved. I have to wonder if Allison Brie has watched much anime, or if she was just looking at this like, I have to act to this. Okay, I'll do my best. Do you think they actually brought them into lip flap? They, oh, uh, not before. I don't actually. I could not tell you if this was pre-scored in Japanese or in English. Uh, it was definitely in Japanese because the lips match up. Uh, I, I felt like they matched up rather well in English too. Well, who knows then? Um, but as I was gonna say, uh, Allison Brie, I actually dug on her performance when she's getting all big and like, like she's giving this full, you know, voice, and it's like this is fun and cheesy. Mm -hmm. But then she screams. <laughs> it's like I will use the Kyber crystal. Like, okay, I I laughed. I really yeah. laughed, and I'm not. Like, I'm not trying to be mean to her. I know she's a good actress, but that did, like, I was like, okay. And, and you run into these, um, like, this is this is one where, like, my, uh, oh, God. This is one where I, I was having a hard time just, like, kind of keeping my head in the story because they're just floating in the middle of space. They're not wearing space suits. I'm like, okay, anime, I guess. I, I guess maybe this ship has an atmosphere around it. Don't I don't know. Stop asking dumb questions and I, enjoy and enjoy. Yeah, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I, I, will, I get you. I will say when I heard that Trigger was going to do a short for this, which obviously they were going to, like, if you're going to get an animation studio to do any, something for your anthology and you don't get Trigger, what the fuck? Um, I was I was like a little hesitant because I was hoping that they would just. Have fun and go crazy and not try to do too much. This wasn't Triggers though. Like this one wasn't. The twins one. Uh Triggers was the uh the the elder, I think. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead go ahead and look that up, because I'm pretty sure because I, I was watching because I finished it last night and I'm like, oh Trigger did one. You're bugging the yeah, shit out of trigger. me with the That's fucking trigger. I'm looking at that right now. There's yeah. no way this Hold on. Hold on. Like, did they do two? Because like the thing popped up that said Studio Trigger. I'm like, oh Trigger. Like, and this was last night. And I was watching like the latter part of the season last night, or the latter part of the batch. They might have done two. Okay, but so it, it, sorry, I have to like no, if, please I'm do. Wrong, please if I'm do. wrong, then I need to be able to correct that. Um, so I agree, it looks like Trigger. I just don't remember what studio it said. Okay, Trigger did both. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. There we go. I was about to say, if Trigger didn't do the twins, who the fuck? Yeah, they... I was... Also, I, I love that, you know, and there's production IG. Um, huh, and Kamikaze Doga did the first one, which, yeah, that makes sense. Kamikaze Doga loves to do the I don't. I, the only studio I recognized was Trigger, if I'm gonna be honest. Not production IG. Uh, you're not that big of an anime I, fan, I, so I yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't really focus on that stuff. Um, what, what else have they done that I would recognize? Coolie, coolie. with Gynax. Okay. Yeah, Gynax. You, I know you'd know Gynax. I, I know of Gynax. Yeah, yes. they kind of became Trigger, like people who worked with them. Anyway, point being, um, the twins was fun as hell for me because it was, I, it, it was like really bombastic. Um, I don't know, I, I, I kind of fell away from it a little bit, like it, it didn't quite grasp me as much. Maybe it was just the fact that like the story was kind of like cliched and hackneyed, but the action itself, especially that finishing like <laughs> lightsaber strike that was like, oh, that was beautiful. You, well, I mean, obviously fucking the director was like, that scene from The Last Jedi was really sick. I want to try and homage I want to do something like that. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sorry, but seeing a whole Star Destroyer cut in yes. half with a, like, a dude with a lightsaber going ham with a fucking souped-up kyber crystal, let's fucking go! Another part that kind of bugged me about that, this is just like me being like, my lore head guy, and I was like, why the fuck does he have an X-Wing? 
He's an Imperial trooper. Why why isn't he flying around in like a TIE fighter? Maybe he's a spy too. But how the fuck did he get an X-wing on there? Like in it like just sitting there in the flight bays. Ah. Who the fuck cares? No, no, no I not I, enough people, but it was something <laughs> I'm like, look, why has he got an X-wing? I you're right. You're, you're like look, I might say who the fuck cares, a lot of people will care. And I, I get that. For me though, I was just like she has six arms with six fucking lightsabers. Yeah, which is cool. And I, that, that shot where he like holds the fucking lightsaber, and, um, cause she's using the whips, and he's like, no! And then grabs all of them. It's sick as hell. I... No, it was, it, it was very, very good. It, I'm just... It's stupidly anime, okay? Yeah. I, I needed at least one of these to be fucking hyper over-the-top anime, and I'm really glad it was Triggers. It's a, they did a simple story without going trying to do too much. It was crazy bullshit, and it's absolutely what I was hoping for from them. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one in line, I'm pretty sure, was the uh, the Bride. I can't remember the actual name of oh, the one. Oh, uh, the, village, the Village Bride? Yeah, the Village yep, Bride. Yeah, Village Bride. Yeah. Uh, this one was pretty all right. I, I, I dug on this one. I liked its animation style. Who made this one? Oh, this one was uh, Cinema... Uh, Kin no, I'm sorry. Kinema Citrus. A studio I'm not very familiar with. Yeah, so uh, that's very Like I said, I'm not familiar either. But they uh, they did some good stuff with this one. I actually liked the story of this one. Yes. Which, yeah, it's... Because they tell it... They tell a story. Like, a, a full-on story. They give you the stakes. Uh, they don't tell... Like, they don't tell you pretty much anything about our protagonist or the person that they're traveling with. But, you know, that's kind of like a man with no name, very much, again, kind of like a... a, a There's a lot of homages to, like, classic Japanese films. Oh, of course. Movie. I mean, uh, like, again, like, there's homages to, like, Yojimbo, uh... Some like kind of Seven Samurai sprinkled in there. Sorry, there's one actor in this, by the way, who you did, did you watch the dub for this one? At all? I only I only watched sub on this. You one. missed out on easily the best performance in the entirety Shit. of it. Okay, dub. I might have to go back and rewatch it then. By and do you know who it was? Who? Your soul is mine. Shit, they brought in Shang Tsung. Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Sorry, I he has a his name is a little bit. Okay, different. I'm going to guess who he played. Um, Hold on. He did not play the villain. I was gonna guess if he played the old man with the bucket on his head. Did he have the bucket on his head? He, he did take the bucket off, right? Yeah, he takes yeah, the bucket yeah. off, yeah. but like the bucket's there and he's using it to like scan shit. Yep. And he, his performance is so casual, but so perfect. Like, is I don't know what it was about it. I can get on voice actors, or sorry, uh, like screen actors, for giving kind of like wooden or lackluster or like performances like I don't care, uh, this is just a paycheck. There's something about the fact that his entire performance is so smooth and so laid back. And there's a little bit about him, something with like a combination of both the tone that he uses and his natural accent that gives him so much character just mm -hmm. by the little things that he says. Sorry, I just wanted to go over that because while I might not be huge on a lot of the fact that they use nothing but screen actors all throughout these uh, this anthology, this was a fantastic use and I loved him. You should really give him a listen. I'll have to give that another check because yeah, I did enjoy that episode because it told a competent story. Uh, it treated me like I can understand narrative structure and it doesn't need to force exposition on me. I will say this though. Um, it, this is indicative of a problem I have with the anthology as no, like overall. I really like the fact that they make a lot of references back to classic Japanese cinema mm -hmm. because Star Wars borrowed heavily from classic Japanese cinema. 
something everybody knows. Like, everyone knows that Kurosawa inspired yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. To see it kind of come back around is also really cool. Like, it's like, hey, if, you, if we, like, we inspired you so much, how about we fucking just... It's almost like the Cowboy Bebop TV show. Hey, like, American culture inspired Cowboy Bebop so much, now we're making a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say it is a little... Uh, it's a little sad because these are just, yeah, these are stories we've seen a million times. These are like, this story very specific, specifically does not feel incredibly original or uh, like. Yeah, say, say what you will about the band one. At least that one yeah. did its own thing. And it, it, it was also the only one, while it did feature a Jedi, to not be entirely bound around the fact that the Jedi needs to be a hero. Yeah. And so, and that's why I just kind of felt like a little too, hey, remember this thing that inspired Star Wars? Well, here it is again without much changed. Yeah, because I, I was actually going to kind of get into this later, which was like, this is one of my critiques outside of the fact that they decided to just go with screen actors for literally no reason. I don't oh. even think it, I don't even think they did it to promote the shit. Yeah, no. Like, I, they, I, they just wasted money. They wasted a, they wasted so much money. But one of the things that like really kind of bothered me, or it didn't necessarily bother me, but I, I feel I see it as a missed opportunity. And granted, when you like give a bunch of studios like say, hey, make something Star Wars, uh, obviously you think, you know, droids, lightsabers, something. So a lot of people are going to go with like those anime tropes of like, you know, the lone swordsman and stuff like that, which I get. And these studios probably didn't, you know, coordinate with what each other were doing for it. I mean, but yeah. I, I do kind of wish that we had gotten some different types of stories. Like, you know, what about a story about a pilot? Like, there are some great anime out there that, you know, focus on some pretty normal people just doing some really sick shit in vehicles. I, I do have to wonder, there must have been a coordinator um, who talked to different studios saying, like, hey... Yeah, in case somebody was, like, going to be doing something kind of the same. Yeah, because I feel like we already saw a lot of overlap here. It doesn't feel like we got the same story twice, but there was a lot of overlap, and I do think that it could have been very possible that someone was like, okay, it's a story about this one dude who goes to a village who's being harassed by the Empire, and he has to save them, and then another studio is doing the exact same goddamn thing. I could absolutely... The duel, the fact that the duel was not repeated in any significant manner, although even then... The prince, uh, the uh, village bride, is still comes a little close to that. For yeah, me. just you didn't get a sword fight. You got, you know, a former Sith slash Jedi coming in to save the day at the end, but mostly just like you know, hurling off the uh, bandits, not the Empire, just bandits. I do, I do want to say, I love her shoes. Yeah, no, I, those those were cool, and th and that shot, just like that. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that his arm just hits the ground, and it's like, oh, it's it's pure anime, pure 100%. anime bliss. Uh, it, it, it's not like you know, it's not like amazing Sakuga choreography or anything like you get with some of the lightsaber duels, but it's just like that lightning strike, you know. Sometimes you don't need mad Sakuga; you just need good, uh, good uh, storyboarding yeah. and solid and like it works out. Yeah. Like solid composition can make up for a lack of animation more often than you'd think. Though I do, though I do think it's kind of funny, you know. Like they take off the mask, it's like I just have this little red mark down here. I'm, I'm real, I'm real, I'm real conscious about it. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that all the time. Um, 
It's like but, Kakashi hiding the mole. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's for comedy's sake. I think it would have been funnier if he was just normal dude face, or if he had a mustache. I think the mole was perfect. I think the mole is a is the perfect reason. I want Kakashi with a mustache, like a, Vez a Vegeta mustache. Just that's it. It's like takes off the mask. Boom, mustache. It's like, oh, I put that back on, like the Rick and Morty thing. Yeah, right. I just didn't expect it. So have you ever heard the term hat on a hat? <laughs> yeah. Um But the, yeah, Village Bride is actually really high up there for me, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I love, I loved the animation, the setting, the tone. I loved the actors. I loved the, like, the action. All of it for me hit at every level. So for me, it's just my favorite one out of the entire group. Where okay. other ones, other ones might have had bigger moments for me, but this was just the most solid and consistent. It, it was very solid and consistent. It, it's very, it's it's up there for me. Yeah. Um, what's the oh, the next you... one is I believe the droid TOB one. Oh, was that? No, the next one's the ninth Jedi. Oh, the ninth Jedi. Okay, so TOB one was after that one. The ninth yeah. Jedi was. Uh, again, an another pretty decent story. Uh, although, like, my lore head is like, where the fuck does this take place in the timeline? Just yeah, I couldn't. Even my limited knowledge was like, where it? When is this? It's like either so far in the future or so far in the past. Like my, my head was like, okay, so this is either around the core of the universe, the core, the core of the galaxy where the Jedi originally came up, but were you know devastated in the Sith War, or maybe it's way later in the timeline. But then like the I don't know. It's it. I, I I threw that out of my head after a while. I was like, no, just shut up, Nick. Just watch. The thing that I loved about this one was the like, this took a while to get going, but once the reveal started, really solid reveals, by the way. It, yes, honestly, pretty good reveal. They did a very good job of red herring you, uh, red herringing you fairly early on with who you think the bad guy is going to be. The reveal of the red lightsabers had me fucking like. I actually shrunk back in my seat a little bit. Like, it's so good. This is what I meant earlier, by the way, when I was talking about the use of red and like mm -hmm. green and use blue color. lightsabers. Yeah. Like, the fact that they all have red lightsabers, you're yeah, like, oh no. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like you're like, danger, danger. And you get some pretty sick lightsaber choreography throughout. I mean, you have uh, the, the girl, uh, who I really oh. love the look of her unfinished lightsaber, how it's just kind of this like translucent plasma like tube. And she's, you know, I love the speeder bike sequence, uh, where she's just like trying to like deflect and block and block. It's probably one of my favorite action sequences outside of the first episode. Yeah, that was sick. Because uh, they actually did a lot. This is probably my second favorite episode, honestly. It's uh, it's my second favorite, actually. Yeah, because they did so much. They did so many different set pieces and so many different things that I'm like, you know what? This actually feels like a shortened Star Wars movie. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's why... This one was probably my favorite in terms of like the overall story and oh man, yeah, I'm sorry. I just can't get over how well like the reveals happen. Mm -hmm. It just, my, my biggest problem with it is that it just kind of is really slow at the beginning and I'm not quite sure it, where they're it, going. It meanders for a while, but like, you know, it has like two big action chunks separated by some, a bit of meandering. Uh, I love the design of the old droids. Uh, just like sitting there drinking his oil through his oil pipe. Why is, why, is, why is the droid, that's adorable. I, love I know, it. I loved it. I love it, I loved it. It's just, I, I need that kind of shit in my fucking sci-fi. Yeah. I, I absolutely. Just, just the weird shit. Yes, 
I want I want my robots sitting back drinking tea because they fucking can. Because I'm on should. my break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but you're the only one working. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's go. It's I love that. It, it's it, for me. Yeah, this is easily my second favorite. It might on a different like depending on the day and fucking weather outside. It might be it could my be favorite. favorite. Yeah. Um, if it weren't for the fact that the duel just left such an impression on me, like it, it was a really solid one to start on. This one also I, very very good. Yeah, I can see that. I'm I, the duel was really the perfect episode to start the anthology on. Is that you gotta wonder? It's almost like an album, right? Yeah. Like when you're constructing an album, you're like, okay, where yeah, do I want you have this to put on? it in the right order. Yeah, things like the flow order, like you know, the second one is probably going like you, you always put. If you put a really solid one at the beginning, you can always put like a less solid one at the second because you're like, okay, evil will come off and it'll be like, oh, the second one's fine. Somewhere in the middle of the album, though, you yeah, always you, put you, another you banger. Hit it, you hit another banger. And, yeah. th and this is where they put it. And because you get like that great action set piece with the speeder bikes, uh, you get uh, some great lightsaber fight, like choreography fighting near the end, even though it's a little convenient that this girl just somehow immediately like you kind of get that ray thing where it's like oh well, i'm already really good at this shit they actually like they point out that she's been like learning a bunch of this stuff in her yeah time. yeah because like, her dad was a sabersmith yeah she's she's actually actively been practicing this and stuff it was heavily hinted that her mother was a jedi i think um and i love when it finally turns green yeah or does it turn green or does uh, it turn blue i think hers turns green because the other guys is blue right it's a great moment it's yeah. a very it's a very good moment um also, I really like the fact that the tall furry dude. Yeah, like, like like just ran like. Oh, like, I'm sorry, I, I, I was kind I was kind of fucked up there for a minute. Yeah, and he's got he's got a purple one. Yeah, and I like that. He's like he calms down. And he's like, oh shit, sorry, I was surrounded by a bunch of Sith. I guess I kind of lost my shit there. My bad, my bad. Really got caught up in the moment. Oh, oh boy, we good? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we all G now. Uh, clearly, all these other guys are dead. I'm 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 on your side now. <laughs> right. It's like, well, um, yeah, I'm definitely a good guy. <laughs> um, and then you get that great ending shot after, like, you know, the kyber crystal at the center of that temple got ignited and just, like, just kind of flipping around as the ship's flying away. It's like, and oh, it's, it's a, a fucking, lightsaber. It's a lightsaber. Thing. It's sick. I, it it I looks cool. It. Uh, but we move from this to probably one of my least favorite episodes. Aw, you I did don't, not like, like, I did you not don't like, like Goku as Astro Boy? I, I, I did not like Astro Droid, because this one really bit my lore in the ass. I'm like, droids can't use the force, damn it! Ah, uh, it, like... Well, but this... It, it has a very cutesy style, and it plays to that cutesy style very well, but its story is insanely clumsy. Like, it, its story is just, like, really weird and mismatched, and the kid, like, the droid just, you know, goes past, you know, losing his creator, like, uh, I don't know, he felt very much like Gon if Gon didn't care if his friends died. The, the reason that this one's not hitting so hard for you is because it is heavily heavily inspired by Astro Boy and its themes and its ideas. Yeah. Um, and it wears that very much on its sleeve. I mean, yeah. if you go and, into and, this... And I understand that. And that's where I can, and that's where I can see the charm of it. But, but, but the, that's the the reason, like, droids can't use the Force. One of the parts of Astro... Too fucking bad. Yeah, well, part of the, part, like, part of the idea of Astro Boy is that, like, it's sort of, it's very Pinocchio-inspired, or the idea of... Just because it is an android doesn't mean it doesn't have a soul. 
And I so, actually noticed something in the description of the episode. Oh. Uh, I think I think in order to get lore nerds off their fucking back and off the forums, they do say in the description, a cyborg boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, a cybernetic boy. Yeah, cybernetic boy. But he's clearly an android. I mean, clearly. I mean, it's it's hard to say whether how much of him actually has any like biological meat. Part. Yeah. Um, I I'm wholeheartedly I can I can uh, accept if he's a cyborg too. But um, they, like, part of it is kind of calling back to the idea of just because, you know, machine still has soul, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, like, the idea of, you know, taking care of the planet and trying to, because Tezuka wanted to, like, say technology is amazing, but we also need to save the planet. We, he was very environmentally focused. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why this made sense to me. But as a as a story, it's uh, yeah yeah it's, it's, it's fucking mishmash, and I'm I'm sitting there like watching the ending where he's just fighting this Sith dude, uh, who just randomly shows up like a Jedi hunter, and you know, wins. I'm just like, so is this like all just kind of a fever dream to him? Like, did he die at some point, and these are just like what he's imagining is happening, or is this what's actually happening? It is. It, I, I was waiting for the little matchstick boy moment for me. <laughs> it, it's it's a lot like the twins. Yeah, it's, it's just a little like everything got wrapped up a little too neatly, a little too quickly, and just like the story is. Honestly, this reminds me of something that like this is like Star Wars via Tezuka. Through, no wait, let's sorry. This is Star Wars via Yuasa Masaki. Masaki Sawa? Damn it, you I'm could, You could say a bunch of different The Devilman Crybaby guy. Okay. Um, through the lens of Tezuka. And that's why it's so, it's such a strange, weird, kind of like, is this, oh God, there's a term for it. Um, something realism. Um, Surrealism? No, 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 super, uh, I don't know, man. I just it's it's fant it's it's a fantasy. Yeah, it's very much a fantasy, but um, I don't think I was the target age demographic for this particular piece. I I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun and cute. That's for me. I was like, this is fun. It's cute. It's neat. Um, I got a kick out of it. But it's definitely it's above tattooing rhapsody for me. Uh, but definitely blow up literally everything else before. Yeah, it's it's my least favorite by far. At least Tatooine Rhapsody, I give it credit for like telling its own story and like doing something different. This was telling kind of the same story, but doing it in just a really weird mishmashy sort of way that I couldn't dig in. So I, I think I feel like for Tatooine Rhapsody for me, it's just it. Actually, you know what? I, maybe Tatooine Rhapsody might come about uh, might actually be above this for me, if only because. I do really dig the friendship between the, like yeah. everyone in the band, and I like how it ended. Yeah. Whereas in TOB1, it's just kind of um, a cute little, very well animated story about a little cyborg boy who apparently can use the Force. I do think it was cute that they had the uh, that they had OB1 in the Jedi droid like that. Um, I will say. Uh, so you did recognize the voice, right? I watched it all in Japanese, so no. Oh wait, you mean the fact that it was Masako Nozawa? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to talk about like the English version for a second. No, no, no. I, I the English version had a kid I'd never even heard of. Um, like they used, actually used a kid though, which let me tell you, I feel was better than like which you know blasphemy. 
Uh, I prefer it over Masuko Nozawa because I think at, at this point, Nozawa playing a kid is actually, she's having a little bit of trouble nowadays. Yeah. Okay. Um, but honestly, the fact that you got Masuko Nozawa in here, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I, like, I, I dug on that a bit. Yeah. Uh, from here we move on to, I believe, the second Studio Trigger piece. Uh, the, uh, the Elder. The Elder. Which, by the way, this one... It probably had the coolest villain. This like, one is far. dripping in atmosphere and like, holy shit. Yeah, it, it it's a very simple, short story. Uh, but they do it very well, and the fighting choreography, mwah, just yeah, I, 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 probably probably one of the better ones. They the, the studio that made this was like we just really oh, no sorry um, the director like the specifically the people working on this project um, were thinking to themselves, let's just make a really really like dark action set piece here, and I was like yeah I'm about that. I, th I thought it, I thought I thought it was a little gutless to um, let the kid live. Like, I, I thought, like, ooh, they actually did something of note. Uh, but then I was like, no, he's just wounded. Why? Um, I feel like that's one of two things either happened. Either one, they were like, eh, let's not kill the kid. That's a little too dark for what we're going for. Maybe. Um, or the studio was like, hey, don't kill the kid. That's not Star Wars. We'll get to that in the last episode then. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, we have, like... One duel where, like, you know, it's just this Padawan who really wants to prove himself, who's, uh, and, and it actually plays very much into the theme of the episode of, uh, growing and waning strength. Yeah. Where you have somebody who's still growing in their potential fighting somebody who long ago passed their potential but still has, you know, a lot left in the tank. And, God, just the look of that dude as he's standing there, uh, yeah. like, the, uh, the elder guy's standing there like, hmm, I... It, it really called back to uh, old, oh gosh, I forget the name of the uh, the artist. Um, back in the day, Ninja Scroll. Yes. It, yeah, real big Ninja Scroll vibes here. And I, oh, that to me, honestly, combining Ninja Scroll and Star Wars, fuck yes, absolutely. Give me that shit. Um, and yeah, I can see, saying it like that, yeah, him killing the kid would, uh, Fit. A, yeah, fit that. Because, like, you know, he, he's going in there and he's he's basically playing with the kid. Just like, all right, let's see what you got. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be as easy to kill as that animal you killed. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that shit was great. I'm like, uh, yeah. And, and the kid's just like, fuck shit. <laughs> and then finally just... <laughs> Like I thought he got bisected too. Like yeah, I'm. I was honestly very surprised he was still alive too. Like if if they had killed him, it would have made sense. Like I, honestly, the the dude that was fighting him, it doesn't make sense that he would leave him alive. Uh, unless he was trying to you know bait the master in. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, but that 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 fight is both those fights. That it's just nothing but great action, great atmosphere, great visuals, great character designs. I was a really big fan of this one too. It's just very simple. It's a very simple entry. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, which kind of like leaves it. I think kind of like my third favorite. I don't know. It's, it's somewhere in the middle of the pack, but upper middle of the pack. What's your uh, what's the I, the ne the next one, more, right? the, the next one is uh, Lola Bunny on the Slave Planet. Well, I, you just say Lola Bunny because you want to reference a bunny character. She's bunny. She she is bunny. Though. I'm sure Bracky was very happy. Yeah. By the way, if this one's your favorite, you're a furry. I'm sorry, that's just science. 
It does tell a pretty good story, though. Like no, it, it actually, oh, yeah. it actually has a story to tell. Yes, I actually really I, do. The, probably the most original story to tell. Yes, I was going to say I really appreciate that. This is a story that has been told in other places mm -hmm. before, but it's less common, um, and it fits very well in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, like I'm, re I really appreciate it's like the level of nuance, the like, the depth that they go into. This like, is with, a with, very... the, with the family drama and how like you know look. You know, this is all about lineage and like, you know, where the family's going and if we don't do this, then the family's gonna blah. But if we do do this, then the family's gonna fall apart anyway. And it's that. And it's and less, even less about the family and more about like their, where they grew up. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, if we're going to save the place where we grew up, then we're going to have to fight for it. Or if we want to save the place where we grew up, we have to make sacrifices. It's a, it's a tale of basically an adopted sister, you know, who was brought in, the, she was an escaped slave on this planet, the bunny girl, and she was found by, uh, I guess, two nobles. Like, yep. one of them was a girl about her age, like, oh, you're cute, like, come on, we can be friends. Dad, come on, she needs help, let's, let's bring her home. <laughs> and the father's like, okay, I I'm don't know how to say no to this. God so damn I guess. it, I guess I'm adopting another kid, okay. And, well, and he can, because yeah, he has enough money. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's dressed like a Japanese nobleman. Yep. And so, they're raised as sisters, but the planet is more and more and more being subjugated by the Empire because that's how Star Wars is. And uh, the father's like, no, we can't bend to the Empire anymore. You know, he's actually committing <laughs> domestic terrorism, which I'm surprised he keeps getting away with randomly. I mean... Uh, and the daughter's like, no, we need to work with the Empire in order to make sure that our family survives. And Bunny Girl's like... Like, this is my planet. I just don't want anybody to die. And then the father's like, hey, you know, you, you and I share ideals here. Maybe you should be the head of the family. You know what? Fuck it. I only have one daughter now. And it's a rabbit. Yep. Bunny, bunny baby. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. The idea that the adopted daughter becomes, like, actually takes the place of the blood daughter because the blood daughter has, yeah, as he like, said, like, forsaken her family and her principles. Yeah, heritage and lineage has, like, has less to do with blood than it does ideals. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, will always remind me of my favorite mistaken quote, which is, blood is thicker than water. Do you know what the actual version of that whole phrase is? Uh, blood of the womb is thicker than the water of the covenant, or water, or, oh wait, blood of the covenant The blood is of the covenant is thicker than the, the water, water of, of the, the womb. womb. Yeah, that one. Which is literally the, the exact opposite, opposite yeah. of what people think blood is thicker than water means. Yeah. Which I find really funny. And this, this is exactly that. Yes. As it turns out, like sometimes found family can mean more to you and, and be more faithful than your, your actual, actual family, family. Mm -hmm. and that like to make that such a center point of the story, but in and to still have that connection there, they still have bonds. Yeah, like, like you can tell at like during the climactic fight between the two sisters, they still care about each other. Yeah, they they haven't fully forsaken one another. They just their ideals have grown so disparate that they come into conflict. And God, I love that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's. In, in such, in like one episode, they tell this story and it's, there's a part of me that's like, okay, cool pilot, now give me the show. Yeah. I want the, I want this, give me your fucking 13 episodes of this, I need it. Yeah, it, it was, it was a very, very solid episode. Yeah. Again, another upper middle of the pack for me. Uh, then we get to the last episode, which, weird one to end on, also fairly forgettable. Um, this is a weird fucking one to end on, especially considering how 
dark it is. Yeah, how dark how dark it gets at the end. Uh, like I, I remember watching it, but I don't remember all of the like the plot points leading up to the end. It's uh, so I'll, weird. I'll be completely honest with you. Visually, this was the least appealing yeah. one to me. And I hate to say that because there's nothing about it, like looking at it, that really stands out as like you or gross. It's just the base designs and everything just kind of comes off as generally um, like not very, there's not a lot of differentiation between characters in yeah. and enough ways that make you like, oh, I love the way that guy looks or this girl looks. And But, but you had this like girl and her Jedi guardian uh, who's there to like, Make sure shit's copacetic as she's ready to like take the throne or something. And uh, I think this is funny enough. I think this is actually a plot of one of the books that I read in Star, like one of the Star Wars books that I read. Really? Yeah. Which is why I was just like, I feel like I've heard this somewhere before. I mean, that's very um, possible. But yeah, they, they have like a, a vizier, and turns out they're evil. Yep. And. Uh... He's been having visuals of killing this, uh, like of, of killing a person, and mm -hmm. I do love. So the only thing I actually really clearly remember, and you're right, I, it feels weird. This like, does. It's it's odd that it's not my least favorite episode, but it's also kind of because that last scene is so fucking solid. Yeah. That 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 last like core of it is so whoa, holy shit. But though everything leading up to it, I don't remember kind of, dick for shit. Nah. Yeah, but that scene where he's fighting all of those different uh, soldiers, mm -hmm. and then you just see her, like push her in. The camera doesn't cut. There's yeah, no yeah, cut. Yeah, the, 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 the Sith pushes the uh, girl in, and yeah. she dies. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's really dark. Mm -hmm. That's like. So yeah, they weren't afraid to kill a character in this one. Except they didn't though. They didn't really, but they did because they had to. But then uh, they so, did. but then like the Sith walks over, is like. Which, this is like a really quick heel turn on this. It's like, we can bring them back if we work together. If you embrace the dark side, blah, blah, blah. And so they use the dark side to heal somebody. <laughs> I, can you not, like, I know that there's always this Basically, Basically about, like, what they are doing is they are stealing life force from others. Like it, it is technically a dark side thing because you are stealing the life force, the force around you to put into something that should not have it. Gotcha. So they bring her back to life. It's like, oh, now we, now we can do this good. No, we can't. Are you ready? Yes, my master. And then just walk away. Yeah, it's kind of like, wait, are you under some sort of blood oath now? Like, did, like, like what? Why, why can't you just whip out a lightsaber and like take this like... Yeah, like... Cl clearly you can't be a Jedi anymore, maybe, but, like, I don't know. What's stopping you from not being a Sith? Maybe it's his honor? Maybe, like... But Sith don't have honor! That's the fucking point! Well... It's a little weird. It is. But it's also, like, it works in the moment for me. Like, as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, as, that's dark. As it was coming to an end, I was literally thinking... Like, I, I, I was looking at, like, somebody writing a script, like, I gotta fucking wrap this up. <laughs> That's all I could think. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I like the idea that he sacrifices his principles and falls to the dark side just to save somebody that he cares about at the last second there. I mean, I dig on that. Maybe they, they try to communicate it through visuals more than through logic. Yeah. Um, which, yay, you know, you have a visual medium if you can do it. And, and again, I, I felt like it worked enough for me. When I saw it, I didn't really question it too much. I just kind of assumed like, okay, he's, he 
basically gave up on his principles and let himself, you know, succumb to the enemy to save. So now he feels like he's indebted and will now follow this. Yeah, definitely lower middle of the pack for me. Probably my second I've, least favorite. I've heard some people say that this is their least favorite, and I don't blame them. Yeah, and looking at it and, and remembering just the fact that I cannot remember anything before that last scene definitely. It's, it's just the says fact a that lot. like uh, there was like an Obi Wan Qui Gon book that pretty much told this story, kind of, except minus the heel turn at the end. Oh, okay. So I'm just like, I've, I've seen all of these story beats. I mean, granted, I've seen these story beats in other media too, but yeah, uh, I'm just like, okay, all right, all right, this is happening. Okay, pretty neat flight scene. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, that, that one, again, probably the weirdest one to end on. I, I'm not sure which one I would have put at the end if I were the one mixing this, but probably not that one. Probably not that one. Maybe the bunny girl one. Maybe I would have swapped those two. Hmm. I mean, they are like right next to each other as is. It does make you wonder though, uh, like that they were just okay with ending on a fucking bad end. Uh, that... Okay, then maybe I would have ended on uh, the Elder. Cause the Elder is a very strong one too. The Elder is a strong, but the Elder just doesn't, damn it. Cause it kind of feels like you want to go out on one with some pop, right? Yeah. Like in this one, like again. Then maybe the twins. No, going out of the twins would have been so. You you got that climax shot of like chopping a fucking star destroyer in half. I mean, but at least you got something. It's so popcorn though. It is. I don't know. Like yeah, okay. Maybe it's harder to decide which one goes at the end here. But yeah, honestly, like I I would have actually been okay with uh, the bunny one. Ocho, Ocho. Ocho Ow and Ocho or something. Yeah, I, I, damn it. I, Feel bad that I don't remember. I was just on the list. Yeah, anyway, how, how did you feel about it overall? Like visions. I want a series out of at least like three of these. Um, I definitely want one from Duel. Like you know, a former I Sith, want a Sith hunter. No, I want a movie out of Duel. Yes, I, I want a show out great. of Duel. I want a movie out of Duel. Um, I want a movie out of Duel. I want a show out of the Bunny One. <laughs> um, uh, maybe a movie out of the uh, out of the Ninth Jedi, like I'd love to see. I felt Arthur. like the, the 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 reason I don't think I need any more of the Ninth Jedi is I think it told its story perfectly it, in the time that it had. You might be right in that regard. You're probably correct. It's just man, there was there was a lot of okay. I would love another Star Wars product from the guy who made that one. There, though. yes, yeah. I would love more Star Wars from the people who made the Ninth Jedi because that, as you said, really feels like a Star Wars story. Um, and it's also very, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's um, it's so heavily inspired slash copying things yeah. before and around it. The only thing I'll say is that if they do more, like if they do like, you know, Visions Volume 2 or something like that, I don't know. I do hope we get more of things that aren't just like Jedi. I, I, I would love to see like, you know, somebody's take on, you know, what, what, what a what a smuggler has to go through, or oh, pilots, yeah. or Dude, like I bounty would... hunters. Shit, I I, I want to see more of that style. Yo, shut the fuck up and imagine Shinichiro Watanabe does a story about a smuggler. Mm -hmm. I could like, and especially if he has to like, you know, like, because Star Wars is full of cool, awesome locations that you could pull from multiple different cultures from. Like, Shinichiro Watanabe doing a story about a smuggler, I think would be sick as hell. Get me uh, Studio Mappa doing a 
I don't know, like just a, just a somebody like a master of Terras Kasi kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I knew you were gonna go there the moment you said Mappa. They do such good fisticuff work, man. Yeah. Like they really mm. do. Which, granted, I'm sure they do just fine with lightsabers as well, but yeah, um, Terras Kasi doesn't get enough love. It, considering that it is a martial art, yeah, within the Star Wars universe, you could definitely see them like ah. A martial arts specifically used, like, specifically meant to be used against force users. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, liked it overall. Uh, I hit and miss on some of these. I I've seen some really negative reviews, and I've seen way more positive reviews. I've seen some people who think it's like one of the best things to come out of Star Wars in a while. Which hey, if you love it that much, uh, for me, it's good. It's just it's. I, I will say, out of some of the anthologies I've seen, I feel like this was the one which was like, just generally the most solid all the way through. Yeah. Like there was no episode here where I was like, oh, that was boring, I wish I hadn't I, watched I'm that. also glad that it was an anthology so I could, you know, not, because when something's a series, I almost feel obligated to binge it a bit more. But with this, I'm like, okay, I'll watch a couple episodes right now. Oh, I got a half hour free, I'll watch another one. I did binge this all in one sitting. I, I don't think I could. I, I think my experience might have been tainted if I did that. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, just because I feel like some of them are like, you know, really good, peak shit. And then others, like if I if I went straight from one to another, which I did on a few of these, and like I go from a high to a low, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done for right now. I can, I can see what you mean there. Like if you were to say go from like, it, it, where whereas you can, if you take them in individually, then they can just stand on their own as their own stories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe it did for me. Honestly, I it didn't affect mine much at all. I, I was I was just treating them as like, okay, this is from another director, another writer. This is completely different. Um, Although so, I, I I do think this maybe is probably why they didn't release it week to week because you know you have like a you you have a really strong starter with uh, Duel, and then you have like another piece that you know is a bit more controversial. The that, uh, Tatooine Rhapsody is like, I could see maybe that one going 50-50 with a lot of the audience and maybe half of the people that liked like liked Duel would have returned for the second one, but then like all the people that disliked uh, Tatooine Rhapsody might not, like definitely might not have come back for the third one. Yeah, I, when it comes, I'll actually admit, serialized content, yeah, sure, go ahead. Release it week to week. Anthologies, drop them all at once. I don't think I've, I, I very, Oh man, that, because anthology series, unless you have characters that are always like, because there are some anthology series that keep the same characters. Um, they're like, they're more like episodic stories, like Kino, uh, Kino's Journey. Um, but yeah, when it comes to anthologies, it is, you, you have it exactly correct, I think. If you release them week to week, then you're really... You're really rolling the dice on whether people are going to watch it. Yeah. Whereas if you release them all at once, a bunch of people will be like, Hey, you didn't like episode three? Watch episode oh, watch five. Watch this next one. Yeah. Like, like here, are the, like, here are the really good ones that you absolutely should watch. And then usually, honestly, people will watch all the good ones, and then they'll be like, I'll give the other ones a try now. And then, because, the, hey, sometimes somebody's least favorite is somebody else's favorite. But hey, what did you think? Which one's your favorite? Which one's your least favorite? Which one's your least favorite? That one might be a little easier to pick for some of you. Let us know in the comments below. And thank you again for watching the Top Cast Pod Show. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.